Chapter Four of The Flying Stingaree by Harold Goodwin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Gerard. Chapter Four Steve's Place. A red boy marked the entrance to Martin's Creek. Rick, at the helm, passed it close to starboard and headed into the center of the creek. Past the wooded shores of the creek entrance, he could see fields, obviously tended, and more woods steve's place should be the second on the left scotty said the first house with the dock use the binoculars rick suggested we should be able to see it when we round the next bend the houseboat passed the first house a small modern dwelling set close to the water a rowboat was hauled up on the shore the creek rounded a wooded promontory and the next house came into view steve's rick's eager eyes saw an attractive farmhouse set well back from the water in a frame of willows and white oaks there was an acre of green lawn in front of the house the lawn running down to the water's edge a small dock jutted out into the creek tied to one side of it was a sturdy runabout with an outboard motor pretty scotty approved rick nodded the farmhouse was half frame half white brick with a slate roof it was apparently only one story high on impulse rick gave a long blast on the boat horn the front door opened and a man looked out then walked swiftly down to the dock waving the boys waved back get the lines ready rick requested i'll back in he throttled down and let the houseboat move slowly past the dock while he yelled a greeting to steve ames there were no obstacles and just enough room for the boat he reversed his motors and threw his helm hard over backing slowly into position scotty stood ready with a line which he heaved to steve then scotty ran lightly to the foredeck and got the bowline ready the houseboat nestled against the dock smoothly and rick killed the motors then the three old friends were shaking hands and grinning from ear to ear i've been watching since yesterday afternoon steve told them that storm last night worried me some i didn't know whether you could ride it out or not no trouble rick said we ran into swamp creek on the north side of the river and spent the night there he watched the agent's face closely but steve didn't react come on in steve invited coffee's on had your breakfast we ate before hauling anchor scotty said grinning steve ames knew the boys well something's up he stated rick is watching me like a suspicious sand crab and your tone of voice is wrong scotty coffee first then talk come on rick shook his head in admiration it was impossible to catch steve off guard the agent had a deceptive appearance athletic and good-looking with the forthright friendliness of a college undergraduate but his trained eyes and ears missed nothing steve's living room was attractive and comfortable with bookshelves between the windows a stone fireplace a striped rug and deep restful chairs there were lamps in exactly the right positions for reading the agent brought in a tray of coffee cups with a pot of coffee and platter of doughnuts even if you've eaten breakfast you can manage a couple of these he poured coffee and made sure the boys were comfortable, then sank into an armchair and looked at them quizzically. All right, 
out with it rick chuckled <laughs> you're too sharp he accused we had a plan all cooked up i was going to comment on the fishing and hunting and then asked very innocently when the season for flying stingarees opened the agent's eyebrows went up flying stingarees swimming ones yes open season any time flying ones no what is all this rick saw one last night in the storm scotty explained that's not all rick added he told of the conversation at the narrows and of the talk with orville harris that morning so there's something fishing around here besides crabs and rockfish we thought you might know he concluded steve shook his head with obvious admiration leave it to the spindrift twins if there's a mystery afoot you'll unearth it nope lads never heard of your flying stingarees or flying saucers either but that's not surprising i'm down here mostly on weekends sometimes with a friend or two and the only local folks we see are at the store or gas station usually i'm in too much of a rush for small talk i don't get the local papers and when i listen to the radio or watch tv it's either a washington or baltimore station so i'm not in touch with local events anyway rick said stingarees don't fly steve had been in the virgin islands too and had been involved in the adventure of the whaling octopus you found out that the octopus didn't whale he reminded them but for a while it looked as though you'd found a new species maybe this is the same thing what makes the stingaree fly it would be fun to find out scotty admitted you'll have time to make a start and i won't be in the way with plans for fishing or crabbing i'm sorry boys but i'll be in and out of washington for a few days got a hot case working that i can't leave for long the boys protested you deserve some vacation rick said hotly steve held up his hand whoa i'm getting a vacation this case should be settled in three or four days and i'll be with you meanwhile you move in here you can drive me to the airport at cambridge and pick me up when i come back that will leave you a car and you can use the motorboat for exploring or for fishing if you feel like skin diving you can try for rock or hardheads off the northern tip of taylor's island right at the mouth of the river did you bring gear the whole set rick replied lungs compressors guns and even suits you won't need suits the bay is shallow and warm at night you can relax right here plenty of books tv radio or a chessboard if it gets cool there's wood for the fireplace sounds good scotty agreed but we wanted you with us i will be before the weekend when do you have to leave rick asked three this afternoon i have an evening meeting at headquarters i'll be back on the four o'clock flight tomorrow afternoon and with luck i won't have to go again if i do it will be only for a day okay rick said reluctantly we'll settle in but we won't move in we'll sleep on the boat no need to use up your linens and stuff when we have sleeping bags if the weather is cold and cotton blankets when it's warm besides housekeeping is easier on the boat steve grinned i'll bet it is if i know you two you eat out of cans and never use a dish if you can help it your idea 
of washing a coffee cup is to hold it under running water or to dip it in the bay wait until your mother and the girls join you life will undergo a drastic change don't rub it in scotty said ruefully now how about showing us over this estate of yours steve was pleased by the request he obviously was proud of his creekside home and with reason there were fifty acres of land mostly oak forest with a private access road electric power came in from the public power lines but he had a gasoline generator in case of failure and his own artesian well he explained the house has been completely remodeled but it's really quite old when it was built there was only a wagon track in those days the rivers and creeks were the highways and the people traveled by boat you'll see old mansions fronting on the rivers here the back doors face the roads water transport was the reason the landed gentry had barges rowed by slaves the poor folks rode their own of course there were plenty of sailing craft too there still are the creek in front of the house proved deep enough for swimming and the three went for a dip rick tasted the water it was salty but not like the ocean the backwaters of the bay were brackish with low salt content in the afternoon the boys somewhat reluctantly got into what they referred to as shore-going clothes these consisted of slacks sport shirts light casual jackets and loafers steve had a bag packed they got into his car a late model convertible and headed for cambridge the plane a small twin-engine craft was late coming from norfolk by the time steve was en route to washington it was nearly the dinner hour eat out rick suggested absolutely more crab cakes rick shook his head crab imperial maybe some steamed clams you're making me hungry scotty protested i'll say one thing for the bay area the folks eat well how about some terrapin stew crab imperial rick said again baked in a crab shell lots of mayonnaise paprika and butter i'll have a hearts of romaine salad on the side with oil and vinegar dressing maybe tarragon vinegar a few french fries too but first a couple of dozen steamed clams what do they call em here mano pronounced man o just tell me where scotty bagged say no more how about that place we passed just before we got to cambridge the one built like a colonial mansion the bay gourmet scotty remembered okay you're driving rick put the convertible in gear and moved out of the airport driveway onto the highway we're on our own he said it's up to us to entertain ourselves but food isn't enough man cannot live by bread alone the scriptures say i knew it scotty slumped down in the seat and sighed since man cannot live by bread alone his life must be filled with other things and guess what things rick smiled in anticipation uh-huh flying stingarees End of chapter 4